You're listening to Pigs in a Podcast, the official K-Pig podcast featuring interviews with your favorite new and classic pig artists. Here's Jamie Coffis with a recent interview from Neighborhood Night. It's new record week here for Mother Hips. It's just came out. Like, it's, it, this is fresh. This is very it fresh. Is very fresh. Came out on Friday the 27th, just last Friday. Right on, and you got to uh, release it in the uh, the home, the friendly confines of Chico? Yes, the stomping grounds. We, we got to do three uh, three nights at the Chico Women's Club, which, interestingly enough, the, the Mother Hips have never played there. I know you've played there. Uh-huh. I've played there uh, on my own, but um, it was the first time the, the full band ever played there. We did three nights and played a bunch, you know, a bunch of the new songs. We did a whole entire old record, so there was a lot of music touched on over those three evenings. Super fun. Yeah, I bet. Um, I mean, yeah, so I was, I had to, had to go into the, the Spotify uh, list there and kind of count up the albums. I counted, I think this is number 12, depending on how you count, if you count the live ones or um, there's an EP in there that I think is not on, on Spotify, but it's, it's, it's well over 10. Um, for sure. I think, yeah, maybe even 12 full length mm-hmm. releases. Um, there's a couple of compilations. There's a compilation that's not on Spotify. There's a bunch of, like you said, there's some like 45s, like seven yeah. inches that were released. So, um, lots of music and that's, uh, keep, keeps coming. We're, we're fortunate for that. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it like, it kind of comes full circle a little bit i feel like these last two especially these last two records this one is called when we disappear and uh, the glowing lantern i feel like those two are kind of related and i think they also kind of do a little bit of a, a tie-in maybe back to kind of the earlier days and i know maybe maybe tim even said that there was some intention on that uh but do you, do you feel that way yeah i feel that way for sure um i think especially on glowing lantern but also it's come to think of it on this one as well. I don't know. There, I don't know why necessarily, um, but you know, so the, certain certain like shapes and and sort of intentions of the songs, the way we did them, were sort of in and creatively were a little approached like some of those older songs. Um, there was certain certainly a lot more collaboration on uh, between Tim and I on yeah. these last two records, um, and I think that's that was. Um, the case back then and there's there's kind of periods of time where we were sort of off doing our own thing and then we'd come together and there'd be more of a greg song or a tim song yeah. so maybe that's a factor in it too yeah yeah that's i something, wouldn't agree yeah. yeah that's something i wanted to, to touch on for sure is this kind of uh this, this i don't know if it's how new it is but it's it's something that you guys have have been kind of describing in a little bit more detail of late is this the kind of new way you guys are collaborating on these songs, can you kind of talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a little, a little bit new, and mm-hmm. it's also kind of again like like how we used to do it a lot, where there'd be, you know, I, I uh, we're sharing a lot of like voice memos and demos that were sort of like that are partial songs, mm-hmm. and finding okay, well, these are in the same key, can we make these fit, or you know, this this riff kind of sounds like it belongs and with this melody and sort of, you know, melding two, you know, separate things that we had. Um, but also there was a lot of sitting down and going, okay, we need to, 
we need to make some songs and coming up with stuff on the on the spot as well. But I think that that sort of fu- fusion of two things that we were both working on separately is 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 a is a cool tactic for us. There was also some stuff that I like I'll tend to when I'm coming up with a chord you know chord progressions and melodies I'll tend to just sort of freeform um you know stream of consciousness lyrics and and a lot of times I'll grab when I'm doing my own writing I'll grab stuff out and maybe it'll be a, a line or a phrase that I, I hold on to but in one song and the first song on the title track when we disappear I'd sent something over and it had a lot of uh, understandable lyrics. It wasn't just sort of mishmash making sounds. And Tim liked the sort of free form that I had originally done that he went through and sort of transcribed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the stuff yeah. that he couldn't really understand what I was saying. And then he took things that I did say and he basically shaped it. You know, he, he took that, you know, skeleton and turned it into the lyrics of the song, which was really cool he's like do you mind like there was <laughs> yeah. some really cool lines that you said in here yeah and i sort of picked it i'm like go for it yeah absolutely i don't have to <laughs> finish writing the lyrics yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and, and and yeah that's a really really cool story I've, I've i've i saw him mention that in an interview or two and that's what a interesting way of like coming up with a, a tune i mean it doesn't i don't know that you would like notice that it doesn't seem i mean it's certainly like abstract but like there's, I don't know. There's, it does seem a little more intentional, but that's kind of, that's pretty neat for like somebody. To, it's like he's kind of like taking your like subconscious and like kind of bringing it to the forefront or something. Exactly, or just like imprinting it onto his own. And yeah, like making his own interpretation of what it was, and that's why it sounds. You know, some of it's a little abstract and yeah. sort of what was that? But for the most part, it's you know, it's another story about our antics <laughs> over the years, basically, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of the songs end up kind of being being that yeah well i mean you guys have been talking to greg loicano of the mother hips we're talking i mean it's 30 years 30 plus years in the making here the level of communication i mean it's hard probably for you to kind of understand it being so close to it but do you ever get to kind of just take a step back and and just like kind of marvel at i mean beyond you and tim but like now with you know rashap and uh, brian rashap playing bass and uh John Hofer on drums, just the way you guys kind of can uh, can kind of communicate with each other musically or, you know, verbally or not. Um, do you get a chance to kind of, like, take that in, or is it just, I don't know, like, how, how, do, you, how do you look at that? Yeah, I mean, there are moments, you know, where we're playing and, 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 and you can kind of step back and go, wow, you know, we're really really doing this and, mm-hmm. and and you know it's it, it's so it sort of feels like it's doing itself sometimes um yeah. which is cool but you know most of the time is you know i mean i'm sure you, you can relate to that to to an extent you mm-hmm. know making music with your brother kellen yeah. there's you know you guys know know your moves you know what he's going to do before even he even knows what yeah. it's going to be and and you know when you're in it you're not thinking about it in those terms but there are there are moments where you know you, that that is appreciated and sort of gone like yeah this is this is happening right now and it and feel, it, it feels really good and I'm sure you could relate when when there's that connection where there almost feels like minds are being read or there's some sort of deeper deeper connection mm-hmm. that's happening that's sort of um, 
surpasses just the regular, hey, what's the song and what are we supposed to play right now? Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it must be extremely empowering. And you can, I mean, these last two, particularly, I feel like they kind of came, the last two records, I feel like they were, I don't know, in a similar era or like you guys were kind of, I don't know why I kind of put them together. I don't know if you do, but um, I feel like there was, did you guys feel, did you unlock something a little different? I know that's weird to say after, you know, 25, 30 years making music together. feels like you maybe are on like this different, like in a different groove right now or something. Does that seem accurate at all? I think there's some of that for yeah. sure. I think there's, I think we're bringing in new elements and, and, you know, to not overuse this word too much, but vibes and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and of course those two albums, a couple of things about these two albums, um, it, those are the first two that Rashad played bass on. Mm -hmm. So there's a new, a new human yeah. musical element that's involved that we're certainly all playing off of. And then they're also, these are the two um, closest albums that we've ever uh -huh. put out um, together. So, you know, we did glowing lantern came out at the end of 2021 and um, this one just came out. It was really actually supposed to come out at the end of 2022, but we were already making when we disappear mm -hmm. um before Glowing Lantern even came out. Yeah. So there's that. I think that's why those they kind of feel, even though the songs are pretty different. Right. I think actually When We Disappear um, is sort of a, a progression. I think we went a little deeper into that. Yeah. Kind of what you're referring to. Um, just because, you know, getting right back into the studio and getting to um, sort of like continue on that thread and and we're trying to do that again we actually went into the studio tim might have told you this or right. i might have told you this but um we went into the studio getting ready to make another record at the beginning of january it was right when the rain started yeah. and the studio lost power for five days so we <laughs> had to cancel the session and it was crazy i mean you've been up to space camp yeah great studio up in occidental and we were driving down that road at night and there were trees falling. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty crazy i mean i know i know it's rock and roll man your your area got hit really hard but it was uh so anyway that means you know that's just we're we're on we're on, we're on the track we're hunting down another one yeah um as we speak we'll get we'll get back in there and, and get to it again but um so that's that's actually um really great it keeps us on our toes keeps us thinking about okay what do we want yeah. what do we want to write what are we mm -hmm. gonna what are we gonna say all that stuff another interesting thing about this one was uh the fact that you guys uh kind of got yourselves out of california you know and we're in santa fe new mexico is where this was recorded yeah. um did what did that have any effect on on the process you think at all Oh, I think so, for sure. I mean, the last two records, another similarity between Chorus, the, the one that came before Glowing Lantern. Uh, so Chorus and Glowing Lantern were both recorded at 25th Street Studios in Oakland. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably Joe Paletto, the, um, who runs um, uh, Blue Rose Music, the label. I think he sort of made that suggestion, what would it be like yeah. to get you guys out of your element? And we talked about a couple of different locations and then we ended up kind of Santa Fe had come up in the conversation as a possible spot. And then we kind of looked at what studios were there and we saw John Manson's studio, um, who we've known, we knew Jono from way back. We hadn't seen him in years, but we called him, see what kind of gear he has, see if he was, 
into it. And so sure enough, um, Santa Fe was the spot. And I think for sure, you know, I'm certain that that definitely had an effect on, on, you know, being, being completely away from home, being really focused on, you know, you wake up, have your breakfast, go in and we're in the studio all day, go home, wake up, you know, it, it was, it was very focused, which, which is great. And that's hard to do, as you know, it's like when you're on the road and you're trying to fit in weekends and go, okay, we can do these four days here and we'll try to track like four or five songs and we do this three, three days here and then we're going to go, you know, and to really be able to sit down and not have to sweat that, like, okay, we yeah. are here for these eight days. We can, so that, that I think really influenced the, the, the structure and the flow of that record. For sure. I mean, you can tell like, you know, that it's, you can always hear, I mean, it, it could be something as simple as like the piano, you know, maybe I'm a little keyed in on the piano, you know, no pun, no pun <laughs> yeah. intended, but you can hear like, okay, there's that piano again. It's the same one. Uh, you know, just little things like that, that kind of like tie everything together, I think are, are always can make something kind of stronger. Yeah. And that's a, you know, uh, of course you're going to mention the piano, <laughs> but, but that's a good point. That was actually a really great, a uh, couple of things, other things that we did when we were rehearsing is, uh, Danny Eisenberg played the piano on that album and he was at Tim's and he was rehearsing on the piano because, he didn't want to, you know, he didn't have a keyboard in there and just figured we're learning the songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tim and him started syncing up, and I think it was Tim's suggestion. He's like, you know, every time I'm doing a riff, double me on it. And that sort of became a thematic mm. thing. So anytime there's like, there's a lot of doubling of parts between Tim's guitar and, and Danny, which I think even when you can't hear it, you can sort of feel that sort of, that, that, that synced up vibe. Yeah. And then the other thing we did, um, which um, uh, we, when we were, I was at Tim, again, we were rehearsing at Tim's and I borrowed one of his 335s and he was, he likes, as you probably know, he's like, he likes to play that Strat a lot lately, which is, he's usually the 335 guy. Yeah. And we're working on these songs. I'm like, this sounds really cool. Let's, let's track. I want to use your 335 and use the Strat because typically I'm the Fender guitar guy and yeah. he's the Gibson 335 guy. And so I think that element actually kind of threw a, it didn't throw a wrench, but it sort of colored it differently. Yeah. I was, I certainly wasn't, you know, used to playing that, that guitar for a whole session. And, um, and so that, you know, those little, little things they are subtle, but I think they, they create, you know, a new environment that maybe that's what some subtle, subtle things that people might notice or might not even know that's what it is, but those kind of things, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or could just, you know, I mean, it maybe it's, you're just kind of tricking yourself a little bit, you know, or, or, you know, just kind of, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying that you are, but it could, it could have, it certainly just has you playing a little different and, you know, that's always going to be cool. Yeah. 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 Finding new sounds and yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking to Greg Loicano here, the Mother Hips. The brand new record is out. It's called When We Disappear. Uh, I'm loving it. It's awesome. I got to. Okay. I, I grabbed the the vinyl back in December, and it's it's barely come off the the turntable. For, uh, <laughs> that's um, great. It's fun. I, the one the one that's really uh, uh, jumped out to me uh, was Leaving the Valley. That uh, that one is like like really surprised me in a in a cool way, um, and it, it kind of goes back to what you're talking about with. Danny and Tim kind of linking up on that. Definitely hear that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's something, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a different kind of, 
vibe for you guys, but also, you know, very much like in your in your wheelhouse. But uh, that's a really cool song. What, what's the story with that one, if there is one? Um, the, you know, musically, that was... Uh, um, when we started working on this record, I had just finished my solo record that um, came out in 2022 as well. It's called Giving It All Away. And that I had, I was listening through my voice memos and that groove for that song was um, something that I was just messing around with uh-huh. in the studio. And I heard that and I thought it was, I thought we could do something really nice with that. And so we were, Tim and I were in Big Sur, you know, during the hypnic and that was a, we had a big sort of writing couple of days there. We were oh, just cool stayed in the room and, and we're, that's uh, uh, the time we were sort of sharing each other's little riffs. And I had that and I just kept playing it over and over again. And, um, and then Tim, Tim just started doing that. He coming up with that that melody and he could tell he could hear it in his head Mm -hmm. and he was trying to like, you know, (laughs) finger it out and he finally sort of got it. And then we had that moment of like, well, that's the melody. Like that's, you just got to sing that. That would be so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, a really laid back George Benson or something, you know, it's super cool. And, and then, yeah, that was one of those ones where Tim was like, well, Danny, you double this. And so it really created that. And it was, it was nice. That song takes its time. It does that whole melody all the way through instrumentally. And then it comes in with the vocal, but it never feels like it's overdoing it because by the time the vocal comes in, there's a second ending on, you know, with the way that verse ends that changes the chord and moves to the um, chorus. And really, that pacing isn't, as you might know, knowing the music and having played with us Mm -hmm. um, a number of times it's like a lot of the songs are jumping around (laughs) from part to part and i think that maybe one of the things about that song um is that that pacing like it really takes its time and it does this build um but i don't think it's dull i think it's it's pretty um it it works nicely it keeps the listener interested keeps me interested in any way yeah yeah i'm glad you i'm glad i heard that that story because i could have known that that's that's kind of a, a greg a greg riff and then Tim kind of embellishes it, and then uh, you get Danny kind of on in there too, and that one feels like just such a like a really neat collaboration of of folks, and like th- I think that's what maybe what I was was hearing. It's like I can hear mm-hmm. everybody, but it's more like a combination of everyone. Whereas in in the past, uh, you know, there's you'll kind of identify your Greg songs and your Tim songs a little bit mm-hmm. more easily, but that one is kind of just like a mishmash, which is so cool. Yeah, and then and then not like I was saying before, not having to rush in the studio, we could really look into each song and like, okay, well, what's this part going to do? And, and naturally, when you're doing that, everybody's going to chime in. Hofer might say, well, what 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 if what if the beat switches turns around here, or, or Brian, you know, has time to do some cool baseline embellishments where you might you, if if you're under the gun. You know, and so we only got four days. We got to get as much as we, you know, then you're just like, okay, this is the way it is. We're going to yeah. do it. And I think maybe that's also could be another reason why it does feel like, like that there's that sort of integration of, of everybody in there. Yeah. Through, through, I think through all those songs. I, th- really I, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. It's a, yeah, I'm talking to Greg Loicano. Um, really appreciate you taking the time, Greg. I know you're, uh, you're getting out of the state uh, early tomorrow, right? 
Getting out yeah, to yeah. Yeah, we're heading to New York, and Tim and I have a, a duo show out there. Oh, cool. I didn't and, know that. And, yeah, and then we're going to um, spend a little, I'm going to spend a little bit of time out there with Carolina as well, because my son lives out there. He's going to school there, so we're, we extended the trip. We get to visit him, which is awesome. nice, because it's pretty far away. Awesome. Let's talk about, I mean, I'll just throw a couple shows out. Uh, you're playing, uh, you got the Greg Lacano band at... Uh, in Nevada, coming up pretty soon. That's March fourth, uh, Saturday yeah, that's a, at the Hot Monk. Yeah, the Hot Monk. Yeah, you've you've played there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that place. Yeah. Are you going to be? Yeah. Is that going to be inside? I presume. Or? Yeah, that's going to be inside. Cool. And then uh, for, I mean, the hips are just in Chico. Uh, I'm seeing Livermore's coming up March eleventh, uh, and the Chapel. I didn't know you guys the Chapel in April. That's fun. Yeah, in yeah. So the shows that are sort of re- within reason, yeah. uh, reasonable in, to the area. Yeah, Livermore, um, the Chapel on the Eighth, and what? And well, of course, there's the Hypnic yeah, in uh, in uh, May, yeah. which is always a highlight of the year. Yeah, indeed, Big Sur yeah. down there at uh, Fernwood Tavern. That's our Fernwood uh, Campground. That's pretty fun stuff. Um, yeah. When We Disappear is a new album, and it's awesome. It's like climbing up my list, and I'm, uh, yeah. I need to sit down with it and learn them all so I can maybe sit in with you guys on a few We're going to need you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so get to work and learn, learn all those double parts. And... It is work, man. I, I, I love learning you guys' songs, but it, like, I always thought, like, well, once I'm like, learning a few of them, I'll start to maybe understand what these guys are thinking a little more, but it's, I feel like it's the opposite almost. Like, what are these guys doing? I bet, well, that's how it felt when we were <laughs> when we were in. I understand when we were in Chico, having to learn the songs so we could play them live for yeah. our record release show. We hadn't played those songs since we had recorded them, so it was kind of it was yeah. the same. Like, what what is the song? I don't even remember this. Yeah, I mean, God. are you sure I played guitar on this? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have done it like that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, man, this this record's awesome. I'm gonna play a couple of tunes right now. Um, and oh, great! Gre- yeah, Greg, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, uh, yeah. hope to see you soon. Travel well. You will. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Yep. See you, bud. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pigs in a Podcast. Remember to check out the entire archive at kpig.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and we'll send you the newest episodes automatically as soon as they're ready. Thanks again, piggies.